0: And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mine. I'm perinatal psychologist and host, Dr. Kat. There's more to the story than just postpartum depression, and this podcast aims to share it all from personal stories and lived experience to experts who break down the ups and downs of life from getting pregnant, pregnancy, perinatal loss, and postpartum adjustment to parenthood. While this is not psychotherapy or medical advice, it is all of the stuff you ever wanted to know about mental health and new parenthood. Hey there, everyone. I'm Dr. Kat, your host for the Mom and Mind podcast. I want to welcome you here and also welcome you into the new year coming into 2023, people do a lot of reflection when we go into a new year. And specifically over this past year, there have been so many changes over the past three years. But this year, we've come a bit out of the pandemic, and we've started to inch out into the world a bit more. For some people, that happens sooner than others. And for some people, they're still trying to figure out how to integrate back into the world in a way that feels safe for them. All of it is fine. All of it is okay. And it's okay because everyone is on their own path. We are all trying to deal with all that's happened over the last, however many years and trying to figure out a way to step back into the world, integrate back into daily life, find a routine, find what is your new normal is. But very specifically, this past holiday season has really brought us fully out of the pandemic in a way where we're all back into holidays, or a lot of us are. And again, some people are trying to figure out how to integrate back in. I want to bring particular attention to coming out of this past holiday season and really noting how much burnout there is from the holidays and from reintegrating back into holiday life and daily life after the pandemic of the things I'm seeing and hearing and feeling and honestly sensing and primarily because I meet with people who are in a reproductive journey who are pregnant who've experienced a loss or who are postpartum this holiday season has been particularly tough I do want to note that even if you hadn't been going through all of those things, the the season might feel really tough anyways. There is a lot of burnout right now, specifically from putting in so much effort and energy into the holiday season. And it's been kind of like a go, go, go for some time, even maybe from October and on getting back out in for All of the holidays in between Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah, or whatever it is that you celebrate during the last few months of the year, an awful lot of energy has been put into making things merry and bright and joyful and filled with light. And all while trying to navigate having come out of a pandemic and being still concerned for a lot of people who are, like I said, in the reproductive journey, pregnant or postpartum, about. COVID, but also about this particular season of lots of illness that for some have become really severe, like RSV and the flu, and who knows what else has re-emerged in this cold and flu season. But what I'm seeing, a couple of things that I want to point out and really, really highlight, a lot of people who are pregnant or are going to be giving birth, during this period of time during the cold and flu season a lot of them are having heightened senses of anxiety and worry about illness which might also be causing additional stress not only for them but if family members don't agree or have different perspectives or are feeling like it's we're all trying to get back to quote unquote normal let's just all hang out anyways there are additional layers of stress here in the holidays because of this. And I'm hearing it over and over and over again from the people that I meet with who are really trying to navigate. How do I take care of myself? How do I take care of my baby or my, my baby to be while also navigating really wanting to hang out with family, wanting to be around family, but honestly being a bit scared and or outright terrified that an illness could get passed on to them or their newborn.
1: I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood.
2: Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct.
1: Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs)
0: This is such a challenging thing to navigate. We we haven't had to do this before. Outside of the last several years of COVID, it's brought into really sharp focus how much more stress is on people who are concerned about illness during this period of time. And that is not even including the holidays. And for some people, they are having to set aside their feelings and their feelings of worry, their feelings of concern, and be a part of holiday gatherings, even if it doesn't feel comfortable to them, or they feel worried about their child or, or catching it themselves. So yeah, I think it's really important to just highlight that specific part of the dynamic of coming out of the holidays and feeling the pressure, feeling the weight of making these decisions, all while trying to be present and possibly to try to be there for their children, for their partners, for their families, and, and really feeling like they're trying to make a decision between two things that are hard. So do I take my kids or myself to a place where we could potentially catch something and get sick, or do I stay home and potentially have people be upset with me or people not understand my decisions? Because I've been seeing so much of this during this holiday season, I I really, really, really wanted to highlight that so that those of you out there who are experiencing this can know that you're not alone in this process. It's incredibly isolating already. But if we're really talking more about the complexity and the difficulty with making these decisions and, and being more open about it if possible, and if not, then I'm happy to report on what I'm hearing. It does a lot for mental health, honestly, to know that you're not alone in this process, making decisions about the health and safety of yourself or your child is really difficult. Then if you want to also consider that the people experiencing this might be also dealing with anxiety, which puts hypervigilance at an all time high. They might also be dealing with depression, which makes decision-making really difficult as well. They could be dealing with any number of mental health stressors that are creating an even more complex dynamic over this holiday season, all while trying to essentially just have some bit of normalcy, have some bit of that holiday cheer or whatever it is that they're hoping to have or they're used to having around the holidays. I could go on and on about the complexities emotionally that go on with that in particular. But I also want to spend some time highlighting just the other things that happen during the holiday season that lead to burnout. Holiday burnout is a very specific kind of burnout. And having what I am just going to call a hangover from all of what you've had to do during the holidays to keep things going, to buy the presents, to figure out the food, to take care of the baby or the kids, to go to IVF appointments, to getting blood work done. All of that stuff is hard enough. The pressure is just really high during this time. And a lot of moms, folks, parents, dads might be feeling the added pressure The added weight so to speak of setting aside whatever they're dealing with so that could be depression as i said or anxiety or stress or anger or resentment a lot of people during the holidays are trying to set that stuff aside so they can prioritize holiday stuff specifically if you're trying to make holidays magical for kids there is a lot you might be experiencing that you're setting aside your own feelings your own experience which is which is what oftentimes parents do and people do people do set aside how they're feeling what they're experiencing in order to deal with whatever is at hand or to try and have a specific experience but if over weeks and months that is building and building and building what happens when the holidays are over What happens when all that you've been distracted by, all of the things that you've been feeling the pressure to do or be, all of the tasks and potentially all of the holiday vacation even, what happens to us when that distraction, that pressure, that busyness is not around anymore? Well, I can tell you what happens for a lot of people and a lot of what, again, I'm seeing and feeling and experiencing is that there is a huge letdown. And I'm not talking about necessarily feeling letdown. I'm talking about all of the things that were in the way of experiencing ever what's coming up for you during the holiday season. You're not distracted by anymore. You're not distracted by all of those to-dos anymore. So there can feel like when you've been working, let's say, and you go on vacation. And when you go on vacation, you get sick, or you finally feel the exhaustion of whatever has been going on, leading up to your vacation. That also happens with that, with the end of holidays and the aftermath of holidays, all of the emotions, let's say, but with mental health and stress in general, But instead of catching a cold or feeling sick, what is happening to our mental health can be that we are feeling down or we're feeling like there's a vacuum of space that we, now all of our feelings are getting poured into and we're experiencing now some of the overwhelm that we had to set aside or suppress during the holidays. You might now, and to be more specific with some examples, Let's say you have some tension and stress in your family, and you kind of had to keep yourself together in order to be in and around your family during the holidays. Maybe you were kept busy by the activities of the season, or you were distracted by needing to open presents or any of those things. Now that you have all this time. Now that things aren't as sort of busy in terms of number of details you need to pay attention to and tasks you need to do, you might now be remembering a conversation you had with somebody that was actually really upsetting at the time, but you weren't able to attend to because all of these other things were up in the air, or you might remember that you felt really let down by somebody or, you know, what somebody said, and now you have all of this extra time not that you're not still busy because you're still doing life stuff but you're not necessarily distracted by all of these other details and the heavy weight of all of the things you had to be attending to your heart and your brain might be remembering things or reviewing things from the past several weeks or even months and you might have feelings come up you might be experiencing some heaviness in your mood some low mood, some sadness, and maybe even grief. There are many, many different kinds of grief, but you could be experiencing grief around things, not going how you wanted them to, or missing somebody during this holiday season. In any case, you could be having a lot of thoughts and feelings coming up. And as I'm talking through this right now, you might be associating some of your own experience with what I'm describing. And so even now you might be realizing you're having some feelings that you hadn't recognized or that you hadn't really had time to attend to. And the funny thing about feelings is that they are, even if you don't necessarily recognize them at the time of a specific situation that caused you stress or sadness, they don't necessarily just go away. We know that feelings need to be attended to, so you might be experiencing some or all of them in this post-holiday aftermath or letdown or hangover or whatever word works for you. It doesn't even necessarily matter what the word is. What's important is to recognize that you might be feeling all of this and to know that you're not alone in this at all. It can feel really disorienting to all of the sudden not have all of the distraction not have all of the things that you are doing and feel this void or absence or even loneliness or sadness come over you from time to time or a lot of the time depending on the complexity of what you're dealing with certainly if you already have depression or anxiety or another mental health condition that you're managing Another thing that I'm hearing a lot from people right now is potentially because of this aftermath of the holidays is feeling a failure reviewing what has happened over the last several weeks. And maybe they feel like they haven't attended to everything they wanted to, or they're seeing on social media that during this holiday break, their friends are doing loads of wonderful things with their kids. They're they're going to do fun stuff and posting pictures about it. And I talk about social media a lot and how difficult it can be for all of us really to get trapped in the comparison game. It might look like somebody is doing all of these wonderful things and maybe they are. Maybe they are able to do that. Who knows? But oftentimes what I'm hearing from people is that they are comparing themselves and comparing what they were or were not able to do with their families or kids or the holidays with what it looks like other people were able to do or what it looks like other people are doing unfortunately i hear all too often that moms in particular feel like they are failing and i don't know what your particular scale a uh, failure is like, how do you know if you're failing? What is the definition of failing for you? It is probably if you really sat down to think about it, failing actually is a massive judgment. Thinking that you're failing is a massive judgment and your definition of true failing, quote unquote, would not be that you couldn't take your kids to Disneyland. It would not be that you weren't able to give your kids what somebody on social media was able to give your kids. As I've said before, in many ways, our our thoughts and feelings kind of play tricks on us, sometimes a lot. And the feeling that we have of failure might make us think that we are actually failing. But just because you feel bad doesn't mean you are bad. Just because you feel like you're failing doesn't mean you are failing. I'd really love to just get failure out of our vocabulary altogether as parents and the idea of perfection out, just out of the conversation entirely. It's just too much pressure. It's way too much and nobody can be perfect. Nobody can live up to that. So whatever your holidays were, however they went, whatever you were or were not able to accomplish, it has no meaning or bearing on who you are as a person. None whatever that void or sadness you're experiencing the kind of vacuum of all of the holiday stuff being gone whatever is coming up for you in your thoughts or feelings it could be that you have some stuff from the stress of the holidays that you're just now trying to work through or that your brain and body and mind and heart are just now trying to wrap themselves my 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 true hope is by calling this out, by talking about it, by normalizing it as much as possible with you, that you can ideally take a bit of a different perspective on this time after the holidays, where you're just trying to get your bearings back, you're hoping that routine comes back again soon, that you can offer yourself some perspective, that you just did a thing, you've been through a lot, you need some recovery time, You need some downtime and that caring for yourself, advocating for yourself, specifically, if people around you aren't saying, hey, go, go rest, go take a nap, I got this, that you can rest. You need rest. I'm gonna beg you actually to rest, to give yourself time to recover. It's incredibly important. Take the pressure off of yourself. It's okay if for some time the kids are watching TV, or if you don't want to go anywhere, or you just want to have cereal for dinner, or whatever it is. I don't even care. Whatever the thing is that comes up for you at the time, at any point, that you honor that feeling that's coming up for you the feeling of wanting to rest, the feeling of needing to sit down. I, I can't even begin to count the number of people who have told me that they feel guilt for sitting. That they feel like they should be up and doing things almost all of the time. I'm just gonna go ahead and call that out and give you permission. Go sit down right now if that's what you need to do, or carve out some time where you're just like sitting and staring at the ceiling if you need to. Rest is vital, rest is super important. Just the same with sleep. All of that is stuff that we need. We need to include that care for ourselves in this specifically in this aftermath of the holidays and honor your your minds, honor your bodies, honor that your your body might even be practically begging you to rest. It will send you the sign. If you're not willing or able to listen to it, it will knock you out so that you do rest. It will knock you down so like so that you actually do sit down. I'm sure you guys have experienced this before.
2: Well hey there busy mama. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks.
0: It. And this particular time of year comes with an, another real fun dynamic. I'm um, air quotes on that one fun. Is that just as soon as you're done with all of the holiday madness, that ideally there was some, some good in there for you and, and whatnot but still might have been exhausting, in about two seconds, if not already, you're going to start seeing commercials for dieting, for, for as equipment, for diet programs, for new year, new you, for all, for all this stuff. And you're going to get a whole new batch of pressure. And then the resolutions come. And then what am I going to do in this new year? And it's fine to have a resolution. It's, it's great. Whatever you want to do is fine. But there is a pressure with it. There is a pressure to feel like now you're supposed to, I don't know, do better, be more or or lose weight, or whatever that pressure is, it's coming, if not already here. And it's gonna be here for a bit. It's seasonal. We have this. This is January and it's like stepping into summer and beach body and all that business. That's a whole other soapbox. But pretty soon, you're going to have a new pressure to be more and do more and fix things and have a project and get a hobby and get your body back. And it could be a million different things. Point being is that we're on a roller coaster a bit. And if, if it's not kind of called out and recognized, then we're on that roller coaster and we hardly even know that we are. We are just experiencing the byproduct of being on it. We're experiencing the pressures of being on it. And it's hard to recognize because it's it's sort of, we're in it. We're in the soup together. This is, we're hearing it on ads and commercials and all this stuff. So it's hard to recognize that what you're hearing is something that you're beginning to internalize. I need to do better. I need to lose weight. I And if I don't, then there's that stupid failure again I just i just want to get off this roller coaster with everyone and be done with this. But it is part of our culture and society and and all of those things. So that's why I think it's so important to be calling this out right now. That's why I think it is so important just to state it. Because when we name things, and this is true for mental health, this is true for emotions, when we name things, we become more aware of it. And when we become more aware of it, it is less likely for it to feel like it is controlling us. So awareness and naming things is a really big part of how we take care of ourselves. Taking that minute to check in with yourself. How am I doing? What do I need right now? What do I need today? And you might not be able to answer those questions but building in a a practice, so to speak, if possible, when possible, to check in with yourself to allow yourself to rest so that you can think about what your needs are so that you can attend to your needs this is how we make things sustainable this is how we prevent further burnout and further kind of crashes to our mental health so to speak there there are many other things that can be done for sure but what I think is the, the essence of how we are coping with this transition from holiday madness into new year's madness and that roller coaster is allow yourself to step off of it. Allow yourself to have that rest and to think about what your needs are so that you are not swept up in whatever system or machine is trying to pull us in. It might sound easy to just do that, but really it is a practice. It is trial and error, trying to notice when you're having feelings coming up or when your body or mind needs something like rest and attending to it, allowing it to happen. So if this is hard for you, in particular, let's take, take rest for a moment. If deciding to rest, deciding to allow yourself to just be is hard for you, if it's not something that comes naturally to you, It is going to feel a bit hard to make that change, to make that shift, making any kind of change really is going to cause some distress. You're going to want to do the thing you've always done because that's what is easy. That might be how you've always coped. That might be the way that you cope with guilt. Let's say, what I want to offer is that attending to yourself in this way and allowing a different thing to happen, allowing a change to happen, like resting, let's say the change, Change comes with sitting with compassion, with the distress you feel of not doing what you've always done. It is a terrible, terrible feeling. That like antsy, I got to get up, I got to do something. It's it's too difficult to sit here and rest. I'm going to get in trouble. I feel guilty about it. Somebody's going to be mad at me. I, I know all of the, the things that you're going to say in your head. I've heard it all. It's probably been in my head any number of times myself. But that is allowing yourself to rest is not going to feel comfortable at first allowing yourself to take care of you and get off that roller coaster is not going to feel comfortable at first even though you might really 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 need it it's so hard i wish it weren't that hard but again coming back to naming it and calling it out that's really important And, and that's really what I wanted to come in here to talk to you all about. As we step into this new year is that you, you have options. You can take care of yourself in a way that feels sustainable for you. You can allow yourself to rest. You can take things off of your to-do list. And I hope that even for a moment, you are able to relieve some of the pressure that you might still be feeling from the holidays that those leftovers or the pressure you're feeling going into the new year and hopefully this has resonated for you this talk i I know a lot of people are experiencing it and i wanted to really emphasize it here with you on this episode i would love to hear from you if this message resonated with you or you'd like to leave me a message or some thoughts about other episodes I now have SpeakPipe on my website where you can go and leave me a message right from the website at wellmindperinatal.com. You can also type in momandmind.com and it'll take you to the same website. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear how the podcast has supported you. And I'd love to hear if you have ideas about any further episodes. It would mean so much to me to hear from you. It would also mean so much if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please go do that. The more subscribers we have, the more likely people are to find us and get the resource of the stories we share here, of the experts that we talk to, and the occasional soapbox drop that I bring in. It will really help to keep this podcast alive and keep it running so that we can continue to bring all of these episodes directly to you. I'm wishing you the best in this new year. I wish you a lot of rest in this new year, wherever you can fit it in. And I thank you so much for being with us. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us at momandmind.com.